All right, welcome everybody. So glad you joined us today. Glad you joined us on social media. And I'm looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Hey, let's go in our, our Bibles. Let's turn in our Bibles to John the 10th chapter. John the 10th chapter. And we're going to read several verses here. We'll, of course, start with verse 1. And the Lord Jesus is speaking and he says this, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they, they do not know the voice of strangers. Verse 6, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Verse 7, then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture or find rest. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Now, of course, Jesus gave that passage and what he's talking about, of course, is he's the good shepherd and, and we as believers in him and on him, we are the sheep of his pasture and, and all of that. Some great, great truths uh, that we find here in these verses of scripture. And uh, uh, I want you to look back at verse one where Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold... Notice he's talking about a sheepfold there. And, uh, you know, Jesus likened Christians to many different things. You know, he said we were the salt of the earth at one time. Doesn't mean we're actually literal salt, but, you know, we're, we're, like, we're like salt. We should have that same effect on, on the world that, that salt would have, you know, on food. And then he also said that we're the light of the world. Now, that doesn't mean that we're actually light bulbs. You know, you understand that. But we should have uh, the effect of a light bulb on a dark on a dark world. We should should be lights in the midst of a dark world. Well, uh, Jesus also likens Christians to sheep. He likens Christians to sheep. Uh, those who are born again, believers in him, he likens them to sheep. And... Uh, I've observed uh, that the local church is much like a sheepfold. Notice there in verse 1, he talks about a sheepfold. And the local church is much like a sheepfold. 
much like a sheepfold. And, uh, and now, and, and let, me, let me just make this clear. The only way to get into the sheepfold is, is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You understand that. He's the door. There's no other way to, to be saved except through him. And we understand that. But he likens the local church to a sheepfold. You, you understand that, a sheepfold? And, uh, and, and so you need to think about that because I'm going to do a two-part series. Uh, I think we'll be able to get it done in two. We'll start it this week and end it next week on, on the sheepfold. And a sheepfold is like a local church. So you need to realize that whenever we read the word sheepfold, you're thinking of a local church. And in the sheepfold or in the local church, we find the following things. We find a shepherd. We find a shepherd. Jesus talked about a shepherd, didn't he? And then we find a hireling. He mentioned a hireling. And of course, in a sheepfold, you're going to have sheep. And then uh, uh, now he talked about wolves. He mentioned wolves in there. He mentioned wolves in those passages we just read. So you'll find a shepherd in a, in a local church. You'll find a shepherd. You'll find at times you'll find hirelings. We'll talk about all these sheep. Of course, those are the believers uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Wolves. He mentioned wolves. Sometimes you'll find those in a local church. And then uh, two others that that he didn't mention, but he did mention. Uh, well, actually, goats. Goats. If you're taking notes, you want to write goats down. He didn't mention goats in the passages we read, but he did mention goats on a couple other occasions, or at least one other occasion. And then, and then the last one, which he didn't mention, but you see them in a local church, are guard dogs. Guard dogs. So if you're taking notes, these are the things you'll find in, in a local church, in a sheepfold. Remember when I say sheepfold, you're thinking what? Local church. And you'll find a shepherd. You'll find at times you might run across a hireling. You'll, you'll have sheep, of course. Uh, you'll have, uh, you'll see wolves occasionally. There'll be goats and guard dogs. Guard dogs. And, uh, and, and so what, what we're going to do here over the next couple of uh, sessions is we're going to look at the characteristics of each of these. The characteristics of each of these, the shepherd, the hireling, the sheep, the wolves, the goats, the guard dogs. We're going to look at the characteristics of each of these because uh, each of these represent a, a certain type of people that you'll find in a, in a local church. Each of these shepherd, hireling, sheep, wolves, goats, guard dogs represent a certain kind of people that you'll find in local churches. And so my uh, purpose for teaching this message is, first of all, to help you locate yourself, to help you locate yourself. Which one of these are you? Which one of these are you? If any, well, you're one of them. I almost said if any, uh, you're one of, you're one of them. And, and sometimes I guess you could be more than one. But uh, but but so I'm teaching this. Uh, I, I said, if any, you, everybody that attends a local church is, 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 falls in one of these, uh, these categories of shepherd, hireling, sheep, wolves, goats, guard dogs. You understand that. 
And so, and sometimes folks can be, be, have characteristics of more than one of these. But my purpose for this, the reason I'm teaching this, this series of two part series, maybe three parts, we'll just see how it goes. But, um, I want you to, I want to help you locate yourself. I want you to help, I want to help you locate yourself. Which one of these are you? Are you a sheep? Are you a goat? You know, now I don't mean literally, you understand that, but characteristics. Are you a sheep? Are you a goat? Are you a guard dog? Are you, are you, are you a wolf? You know, maybe somebody out there is listening to me. You're a shepherd, you're a pastor. This will be help. Believe me, this will be helpful to you. Uh, if you're, if you're a pastor and you're listening to this. So I'm teaching this to help you locate yourself so that you can be most profitable in the local church. So that you can be most profitable in the local church. Profitable to that church. You understand? Remember, Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You remember him saying that? So it's important that you know which one of these you are. And then, and then yeah, you, you, you locate yourself so that you can be most profitable. And I'm also teaching this uh, to let you know that, uh, you know, so you can locate yourself. And if you're in a bad category, if you're in a bad category, you can repent and make a change. Uh, now, you'd agree with me, you don't want to be a wolf. Is that right? So if you find yourself that you're a wolf, then you'd want to repent and change, you know. Or if you found yourself to be a goat, we'll see that a goat is not a good thing to be. And uh, yet you see goats in churches. You know what I, what I mean by that? People that have goat characteristics. And maybe you'll, as we teach this, you'll, you'll realize, hey, I'm, I've been a goat and I need to repent. And I need to make some changes. Okay. So, uh, so I'm teaching, teaching this so you can locate yourself, make any adjustments if necessary. And also I'm teaching this to enable you Listen to this, to enable you to recognize others in a church who might be a danger to you. Now, that's that, that, that statement there that I just made. I want to say it again. I'm teaching this to help enable you to recognize others in a church who, who would be a danger to you. I think you'd agree that that a wolf would be a danger to you. And so you need to be able to recognize those kind of folk. Um, a, a hireling. Uh, you know, remember we read that a hireling, when, when a hireling sees the wolf, uh, uh, wolves coming, they don't protect the sheep. They run off to, you know, to save their own skin. You'd, you'd want to be able to recognize, you know, is your pastor, is he, is he a shepherd or, or is he a, is he a hireling? So I'm teaching this to enable you to recognize others in a church who might be a danger to you. Now, before I go any further, I just want to say this because we need to, to give proper credit where credit's due. There's a minister, his name is Mark Barclay, and he wrote a book many years ago titled Sheep, Goats, and Wolves. And so I drew some of my information from his book, so that needed to be said. Now, with that being said, let's go through each of these shepherd, hireling, sheep, goats, wolves, guard dogs. Let's go through the characteristics of these. And, uh, and, and you can see which one you are, okay? And we'll take more time with some than others. Now, first of all, the shepherd. Let's start with, with, with the shepherd. Remember, we're talking about a sheepfold. And a sheepfold is like a local church. And in a local church, you're going to find, in a sheepfold, you're going to find a, a shepherd. And in a local church, you're going to find a pastor, 
Okay, In a sheepfold, you're going to find a shepherd. In a local church, you'll find a pastor. Now, let me make it clear that Jesus is the chief shepherd. You understand that. Jesus is the chief shepherd, but he has multiplied, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of under shepherds. You, you know what I mean by when I say an under shepherd? I mean, you understand Jesus is the great shepherd. He's the chief shepherd, the great shepherd. But, but, but he has many under shepherds. I would be an example of an under shepherd here at Summit Church. The Lord Jesus positioned me here along with my wife as the pastor of this church. So, so Jesus, now, now, now Jesus is ultimately running things here. You understand that. But, uh, but he has put me in charge of this church to be the pastor of it. You understand that? And, and to shepherd it. And, and any local church that God, that God calls. Did you know God, you know, you see a lot of churches in the land and you know, there's some of them God never called. Do you know that? Do you understand that? He never, he never did call. It's a, lot, a lot of times, now I say a lot of times, let me say some of the time, you'll see churches out there that God never even did call. Uh, he, you know, and, and somebody just started the church because they wanted to start a church or they wanted to preach or they wanted to be a pastor. Or they got disgruntled somewhere else and they went up the road, you know, and decided to start a church up the road from the church they were in. And they'll take some some of the people that were in the church they were in because folks got disgruntled, you see. And now we're talking about wolves and goats. We'll get into that as we go. But a lot of times churches aren't even called of, of God. You, you need to realize that. You know, some churches will start out and they'll only laugh. Sometimes it'll only last a couple of months, and they, if that, they'll just belly up. You know what I mean by that? Won't make it, won't make it hardly any time at all. But uh, you need to realize that God doesn't call all churches. But when He does call a church, He'll set a, He'll set a pastor in that church, and that pastor is like the shepherd. You understand that? Or is the shepherd. He's the under shepherd of that church. Now notice in Jeremiah 3 verse 15, Jeremiah 3 verse 15, the Bible says, God says here in Jeremiah 3 15, I will give you shepherds, or we could say pastors, according to my heart. I will give you shepherds or pastors according to my heart. So the first thing you want to look for in a in a pastor of a local church, does he have the heart of God? Does that pastor have the heart of the Lord? That's the first thing you want to look for. Does that pastor have the heart of God? You know what I mean by that is his heart after God. Remember, the Bible says uh, that David was a man after God's own heart. You know, I notice again and again in Scripture, did you know uh, uh, David... Uh, you know, he wrote the 23rd Psalm. Remember that? The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. And did you know, David, he started out as a shepherd, didn't he? And, and God took him out of the sheep pens and made him the king. Is that right? In the process of many years. And did you know Moses was a shepherd, wasn't he? Moses? I mean, now he started out in Pharaoh's court and all that, but he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter in the process of time. You know, uh, God put him on the backside of the desert, tending Jethro, his father-in-law's sheep. Remember that? And he, but Moses was a shepherd. And, and you know, uh, one thing you can say about Moses, one thing you can say about David, you know, they have the heart of God. That's one of the, the main things that you need to look for in a pastor of a local church. Does that pastor have a heart that's after God and his word, you see? And then notice here, it says, and I'll give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed, 
feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's the next thing you want to look for in a pastor is you want to be sure that they're going to feed you. You need a pastor that's going to feed you. You need a pastor that's going to feed you. Notice here, uh, not with a bunch of jokes and a bunch of funny stories all the time. Now, how many of you know there's nothing wrong with a good joke or some funny stories? Nothing wrong with that. But you need to find a pastor that's going to feed you on a weekly basis with knowledge and understanding, which comes from the holy written word of God. Okay, you understand that? And so that's a, a characteristic that you need to look for in, in a pastor. And then also, now we, we could look scriptures up on, on, on all these, but, but, but for the sake of time, you can just jot these down and, and maybe find these scriptures on your own, get you a good concordance or something and find these are in the Bible. But first, uh, sec, uh, let me say this, a, a pastor will also edify the saints edify the saints and equip equip them for the work of the ministry. That's what a pastor will do, will, will edify. You know what I mean when I say edify? He'll build you up. We'll build you up and, uh, and, and, and equip you for the work of the ministry. Well, what is the work of the ministry? Well, first work of the ministry is going out, you know, beyond the four walls of the local church and telling people about Jesus, you know. And, of course, we'll equip you, you know, to, to serve in the local church. All right, so you need to find you a, a pastor that will, uh, will, will edify you, build you up, equip you for the work of the ministry. And along with edifying you, you need to look for a pastor that is not afraid to correct you lovingly and, 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 and with the word of God. You need to realize that. See, a lot of times folks, when they look for a pastor, they want to find somebody that's that's never going to correct them in any way, shape, form or fashion. You need to realize that a true under shepherd, a, a pastor that God sets in a local church will will not only edify uh, the, 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 the saints or the sheep that come to the church, but will also uh, be willing to correct them lovingly and even sternly, if needed, with the word of God. You need to realize that. Also, remember Jesus said, I lay down my life for the sheep. Remember that? And uh, a good under shepherd will do the same thing. Now, uh, that doesn't mean the under shepherd has to has to die on the cross for you. Jesus did that, you know, uh, but but uh, uh, what this what I'm making reference to here is a good under shepherd is going to be there for you and in the midnight hour when you need him. You see, a good shepherd's going to be there for you. Um, when you uh, when you need him, he's going to be willing to lay down his life. In other words, it, it, you know, a good shepherd, a good pastor, if he's got other things going on, you know, and, 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 and one of his church member calls and they've got a, they've got a serious problem, he's got to be willing to, to lay down the things he wants to do, even at, in the midnight hour, and go help somebody that's a, a member of his sheepfold, a member of his church, and help them. Do you understand that? that that's the kind of pastor that, that you want to have. Some, someone that will uh, uh, be willing to come see you when you're in the hospital, you know, uh, if you're in the hospital, and be there for you. You understand that? That's the kind of shepherd that you need, someone that's going to lay down his life for you. And, and someone that will leave the 99 and go after the one that went astray. Uh, if you're taking notes, you'd want to write that down. You need to find you a pastor that uh, if you're attending their church and you've been attending there regularly and faithfully, and all of a sudden after several weeks, you're not there anymore, uh, you're not coming anymore, uh, that church needs to have some sort of structure in it 
where they're going to be able to, to realize you're not there and they're going to come, uh, you know, checking on you. You understand that? A, 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 a pastor, a good pastor, will lay down his, not only lay down his life for the sheep, but if one of his sheep, you know who I'm talking about, sheep believers, people that come to that church, I'm going to talk about sheep here in just a minute, but you understand, uh, people that attend that local church, uh, you need you a pastor that, that's willing to leave the 99 who haven't gone astray and will come after the one who has. You, you need to have you that kind of a pastor. And, uh, you know, it's it, now, now a lot of times in a larger church, that's that's harder to do because there's a lot more people. And a lot of times the pastor doesn't wouldn't know, you know, if somebody ha- isn't attending anymore. But but if a church is really called of God and set there by God, that church, no matter how large it is, will have some sort of a system, some sort of a structure set up whereby if you as a believer, as a, as a member of that church, get hooked in and get involved, that that when you're not going any attending there anymore like if you just drop out they have some sort of structure there where whereby they're going to miss you 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 understand they're going to they're going to come checking on you i didn't say come badgering you if you just miss one sunday but after you hadn't been there for a while i said this as a kid growing up i said if i'm going to attend a church you know and, and i'm there every week and there every week or there regularly and all of a sudden i don't come anymore you know i i'd, I'd want the pastor to come be you know or the structure of the church the leadership of the church to somehow or another know that that i wasn't coming anymore and that they'd care enough about me to come check on me you understand that and so, so that's the kind of that's the kind of pastor and the kind of church, kind of sheepfold you want to be a part of. The Bible also says that a, a shepherd ought to know the state of his flock, the state of his flock. In other words, a, a pastor needs to be sensitive uh, enough to know that if you know if you're hurting uh, or you're in need, that he'd be there and, and uh, do his very best to help you in that in that need. You need to find a, here's another one if you're taking notes. A, a, a pastor would be one who serves lovingly and willingly as an overseer, not a dictator. One who serves lovingly and willingly as an overseer, not a dictator. You see, true pastors that God has set after his own heart are overseers. They're not dictators. They'll lead you and they'll ask you to follow them as they follow Christ, but they won't drive you and make you do things. You understand that? They, 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 they just won't. So when you're looking for a pastor, you want to find you one that's not a dictator, you know, uh, uh, one that's going to lord it over you and, and try to be a, a, a boss and a, you know, a taskmaster. But you want to find one that'll tell you the truth. That will, uh, you know, be stern with you if he needs to be stern with you. And, uh, uh, but will oversee you lovingly, not, not dictate, be a dictator to you, you know. And, uh, uh, you also you want to find, we're talking about shepherds now. And what, uh, you, you want to find one that is not in it for the money. That's not in it for the money. Or, or what the Bible would call dishonest gain. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you for sure. Now, God's blessed me wonderfully financially, but but uh, uh, my wife and I didn't go into the in, into the pastorate for the money. Now, God supplied every one of our needs over all these years. Coming up on 27 years, God's provided every need and God's blessed us bizarrely, financially, wonderfully. And I'm very thankful for it. But do you, do you realize I've said very little about money in this in this church over the last 27 years? 
Uh, I, now, now, I believe in prosperity. You know, one of the silliest thing a shepherd, a pastor could ever do is preach poverty to his congregation. Because that congregation really is the one that's supporting that pastor uh, financially. Now, God is the supply, but God uses people. And one of the silliest things a pastor ever did is pe- preach poverty to the congregation. Do you know I've never preached poverty to you one time? I've always preached that God is enough and he's more than enough and he'll fill you up and run you over. You understand that? I've done that over the years. I believe in financial prosperity. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to have a pastor that overemphasizes it. You know, and overemphasizes it. Actually, if I've made a, a mistake over the years, I probably should have talked a little bit more about, about tithes and offerings and whatnot. Because there's a great blessing in you being a tither and a giver. And if anything, maybe I've robbed people and I didn't, didn't do it to hurt anybody. But I've said so little about money. Because you see, I've, I've watched so many ministers over the years bilk uh, 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 people out of their money. And I never wanted to be numbered with those, you know. So I've said less about money than I should. But uh, because there's a great great blessing in being a tither and a giver. But uh, but so I preach prosperity to you, but I just never uh, I never. Um, uh, 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 you know, I've watched some ministers. They can't they can't preach one message without talking about money, 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 money. And, and so you, 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 you need a pastor that's going to preach the truth of prosperity to you, but you, you realize there's a balance to it. You understand? There's a balance to, we, in this prosperity message. I, I'm a, I'm a prosperity preacher, but I, I, I'm, I'm not into this hyper, hyper stuff. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So when you're looking for a, a pastor, you need to, you need to be sure that you find one that, that, that'll preach prosperity to you, but do it with a good and a right motive and not always after your money, not always talking uh, about money all the time. You understand? And I tell you what, I've said very little bit about money, but I'll say it, say it again. God supplied every need here over the, over the years. Absolutely. I don't have a sad story to tell anybody about finances. Not one sad story. I'm in 20, almost 27 years of pastoring this church. We, my wife and I, at the direction of the Lord, started it from scratch. And in 27 years, I never laid my head one time at night on the pillow wondering if there was going to be enough money to do whatever God wanted wanted us or needed us to do. You know, that's a testimony in and of itself. I've never have you ever heard me get up here and 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 moan and groan about money? Have you ever seen me take up a special offering for, hey, we're going to we're going to repave the parking lot. We need a huh? We need a special offering for that. Have we ever and I'm not saying that to boast, but have we ever done that? Absolutely not. We receive tithes and offerings, you know, and say very little bit about it. The money's always been there. Praise God. And, and uh, you know, did you ever notice when the parking lot needs to be done? It's just done, isn't it? You don't hear me talk about it at all, you know. When we renovated the building, remember that about four, four years ago, three, four, five years, whatever it was, about four years ago, you know. That cost a pretty chunk of change. Did we say anything to you about it? Not one word, not one word. And the money was there. We paid cash for everything. Can you say amen? Glory to God. See, so you want to find you a pastor that'll handle finances. I believe that way. I believe that's what you want. Um, and uh, you, you want to have a pastor that's an example of gentleness and godliness to the flock and one that won't steal sheep from other churches, one that won't steal sheep from other churches. Um, if you look at John, the 10th chapter in the fourth verse, John, the 10th chapter in the fourth verse, notice 
the Bible says that he, talking about the shepherd here, he brings out his own sheep. He brings out his own sheep. Now, first of all, I realize that you don't belong to me. You belong to Jesus. And you want to have a pastor that has that kind of an attitude. You know, some, some pastors have an overly possessive attitude towards the people in their congregation. And they actually think those people belong to, to him. And he can become kind of uh, overly possessive or dictatorial, you know. You don't want you that kind of a, she- uh, 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 of a shepherd. You understand. But yet there's a truth right on the other side that when you attend a, sh- a church like you attend here faithfully for years, you would be... Uh, the sheep of my sheepfold. Do you understand that? Now, now Jesus is the chief, the chief shepherd, but he's put, put me here in authority and he's put you under my authority. You understand that? And so in that sense, you, you would belong to me. You, you understand that? And that's a good thing. You okay with what I just said there? But, 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 but really you belong to Jesus, but we'll say it this way. You belong to him, but he's put you under my authority. And in that sense, you belong to me, see? And, and a good shepherd won't be going to steal sheep from other sheepfolds. Uh, now that's one thing I can say that I have done right over the years is I, 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 from my heart, I've never done that. I've never done that. I, I've never one time, not one time have I ever invited anybody from another church to come to this church. Not one time. Not one time. And, and anybody that I've ever invited, I've always, and I'm not trying to accolade me because we're going to talk about shepherds and we'll move on to other things. But not one time have I, not once, not one time in almost 27 years, not one time have I ever invited somebody that I knew was at attending another church to come to this church. Not one time. The closest I've ever come is if we've had a guest minister. I might have told somebody, hey, we're having a guest minister, you know. You might want to come over and check him out. But but be faithful. I've always said, be faithful to your church. Be faithful to your church. Be faithful to your church. Not one time. I've never tried to draw one single soul. Not when we started this church. Not one time. Not one time did I draw a single soul or try to pull anybody out of another church. Now you meet a sinner or somebody that's not going to church. You know somebody not going to church. Now we'll invite them. Certainly we ought to do that. But if somebody's going to another church and they're, 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 you know, you don't invite those people to come over to, to you because they're in that sheepfold. You understand that? So, so you want to be careful uh, about, uh, drawing people out of the sheepfold from one to another. Now, I've never done that one time, not one time. And uh, 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 I think about a man uh, back years ago. He was a, a leading uh, healing evangelist in, the, in that healing revival that was on back in, I guess, the 40s and the 50s. And I remember that particular guy. He had a large following. And, and uh, there was a certain church that helped him get started. And uh, he, he uh, bought him his first tent. He had the, the big tent revivals, you know. And uh, uh, in the process of time, he decided he was going to start a church. And he, 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 uh, 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 came into a certain town there and, uh, actually he met with the pastor that, that, that gave him his first tent. And there was another pastor that was, I don't know, however many miles away from this, this pastor that gave him the tent. He said, uh, he said to these two pastors, he said, I'm going to start a church right in the middle of your two churches, right in the middle. And the, those two pastors said, Oh my goodness, where are you going to get your people from? And he said, Well, I'm going to draw them off of both of you. I'm going to draw them off of both of you. And you know what? He started the church right in the middle of those two people, right in the middle of those two pastors. And you know what? He drew off of both of those pastors. And you know what? At 39 years old, that guy that drew those sheep away from those two churches is dead. 
So you, these things are very sobering, aren't they? And I've got a couple of more things as we go through this to say to you that I think will shock you just like what I said right there. 39 years old, old, he's dead. We won't get to it today, but next week I've got a couple of more of those kinds of stories. You got to be real careful. God takes his church seriously. He takes his shepherds and his pastors seriously. He takes his sheep seriously. He sets sheepfolds and he sets pastors. And he, 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 he has a, I've said this for years, God has a local church for everybody and a Christian cannot be in the perfect will of God if they're not, if they're not a part of a good local sheepfold, a good local church. Because he's got a good pastor and a good church for everybody. That's why you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And don't you choose your church. You let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. That's what I'm talking about on Wednesday nights. How the Holy Spirit leads and guides. You need to find out how He leads and guides so that you can find the church He wants you to go to. You don't ever pick your church. One of the biggest ways to get in trouble is you pick your church. You don't pick your church. You let the Holy Ghost pick it for you. You go out. You start visiting. You do these sorts of things all right. But in the end, you let the Holy Spirit lead lead you to exactly where he wants you to go. Can you say amen to that? Absolutely. 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 All right. Now, uh, real briefly now, that was on the shepherd, real briefly on the hireling, and then we'll close by talking about the sheep. And uh, then we'll pick up with the rest of this next week. But in, in John 10, verse 12, I'll just say very little bit about the hireling here. But notice John 10, verse 12, a hireling, he who is not the shepherd. See, a hireling is not a shepherd, not a pastor. They might look like a pastor. They might, they might, you know, act like a pastor to some degree, but ultimately they're not. They're a hireling. And Jesus said, who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. Now we'll talk about wolves next week. But you see what happens if you if, if you don't want to go to a church where there's a hireling that that that's that's in the role of the pastor. Did you hear what I just said? You want to be sure that that pastor is a shepherd, not a hireling, because a hireling will flee when the wolf attacks, and he'll leave you helpless to the attack of the wolf. I'm going to read this again. A hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Does not care about the sheep. So, uh, just reading from my notes, a hireling is not a pastor. Might look like a pastor, might even do the, you know, do the activities of a pastor, but ultimately does not have that pastor's heart. Is not really set there by God. And, 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 and you get right down to it. They're called a hireling. Well, they're hired to do a job. They're hired to do a job. And I'll tell you the truth. In this church here, God didn't uh, start, start this out by hiring me to do a job. We started this from scratch, didn't receive a salary or anything for quite some time. Quite some time. I worked as a math teacher. My wife worked as a nurse. And we did that for quite some time. And actually, we could have started receiving a salary before we did. But but I didn't want to draw that money away from the church. We needed to get the church going so we continued to work longer than we really should. 
And then when the time came where the church had gotten grown and gotten big enough where it, we, we couldn't really do the church justice by working our uh, secular jobs, then the Lord directed us to go ahead and, 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 and resign from our secular work. And when we did, the finances just picked up even more here at the church and, 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 uh, and God supplied uh, ever since. But, but God didn't, didn't hire me to do this job. Uh, we started at his direction, you know, and he supplied, he supplied all along. Can, can you say amen to that? Okay. So, and the ministry, see, is not, now I'll tell you this, the ministry is not an occupation, it's a calling. It's not an occupation, it's a calling. You don't want to, you don't want to have a pastor that's in there that's doing it, uh, uh, as an occupation. It's a calling. And so somebody that's doing it just as an occupation, well, they're not a true shepherd, they'd be a hireling. You know, if they're in the ministry just for the pay, paycheck, no, I, I'm not in the ministry for the paycheck. I've been in it for the sheep, you see, to help people. And, um, and, and of course, we already read, Jesus said that a hireling will desert the sheep when the, when the wolves threaten. So th- I think I've given you enough about a hireling. But now let's look at and close for today. And I'm going to talk for several minutes about the sheep. Sheep. Now, you need to know the vast majority of all people who attend a local church would be considered as sheep. Now, I've been doing this almost 27 years, and I can vouch for that statement. The vast majority of people that we have had attend Summit Church over all these almost going, almost three decades, two, over two and a half decades, the vast majority of them have been sheep. Nice, wonderful, fantastic sheep. There have been, I have dealt with some, now I have, now I have to, I have dealt with my share of goats. Now I have, and there's, there's been quite a number of them, quite a number of them over the years, and we'll talk about the characteristics, characteristics of goats next week. But, uh, but the sheep have far outnumbered the goats, and thank God for it. The vast majority of people that attend local churches are just good, fine, wonderful people. And you'll see that goats a lot of times are good, fine, wonderful, wonderful people. But they just differ from sheep, and you'll see that as we go. But the vast majority of the people who have attended this church are good, wonderful uh, sheep. Uh, but I have to say it again, I have dealt with my share of goats and I've had a few wolves come through too. And, uh, and we'll talk more about that next week. But here, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Here's some characteristics of sheep. Now, I'm not saying that, that the people are literal sheep. I'm saying they have characteristics, okay? Here we go, if you're taking notes. Uh, sheep, true sheep. So see if you fit into these categories. See if you fit into this category by understanding these characteristics. A sheep love to lie down in green pastures and drink from still waters. They do not enjoy strife and turmoil. I remember many, many years ago, I had a lady, she was attending the church and came almost every week. Her husband came a few times. And, uh, and then he never came back, but she kept coming. And so finally, I just asked her, I said, I haven't seen your husband here. You know, he, 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 he came for a while and then he didn't. Then he came for a while, then he didn't. And is there a reason he, he, he hasn't come back? And I just asked her that privately, you know, back there while I was greeting at the door, you know. And she said, oh, no, he won't come here. He said, there's no strife and turmoil here in this church. He, he likes to go to a church where there's strife and turmoil. Well, he just she just told me her husband wasn't a sheep. Is that right? 
Because you see, a sheep love to lie down in green pastures and drink from still waters. See, you don't want to attend, you don't want to, let me say this, you don't want to attend a church that's a Peyton Place church. You know, a soap opera going on all the time. You don't want to go to a church where there's a soap opera going on all the time. You know what I'm saying? And now, some people like that. They like the soap opera atmosphere. They really do. I, I mean, the goats. We'll talk about that. The goats and the wolves. They like the soap opera atmosphere. Always some kind of, some kind of soap opera type thing going on, you know. But, uh, but real true sheep of the Lord's pasture do not like a soap opera atmosphere. They don't enjoy strife and turmoil. If you're a sheep, you're going to feel safe and comfortable with the shepherd watching over you and guarding you, not controlling your life. A shepherd, a true shepherd will not try to control your life. A true shepherd will watch over you and try to protect you from any wolves that might attack. You understand? Now, sheep also enjoy feeding time. That means they attend church regularly. I didn't say they attend every week. But you should attend every week. I believe that you ought to attend at least once a week. That's what I believe. You ought to attend at least once a week. If you can make more than one service, that's great. But uh, I, And what I've actually found over the years, really true sheep are there every time the door is open. If they can be. Now, sometimes they can't. Sometimes they have to work. Sometimes there's other things. But true sheep, true sheep are basically, they enjoy feeding time. And they're, they're really there every time the door is open. True sheep. And they bring their eating utensils with them. In other words, they show up with their Bibles. They show up with their notepads or their pens. And they show up or with their smartphones or their iPads, you know. They show up with, uh, with their eating utensils, a Bible or, you know. You know what, uh, I, I tell anybody, always bring your Bible to church in some way shape, form, or fashion, whether it's a, whether it's a book or whether it's on your phone or your iPad. You know, uh, Jesus bled and died to get you that book. Do you know men over the years bled and died to get you that book? And a lot of times folks don't have any more respect for the Bible than to bring it to church. We ought to bring it to church. We ought to respect the Bible that much and bring it to church either in book form or some form, some fashion. Can you say amen? All right. Absolutely. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, we'll, we'll give you one. We, we've got plenty of them to give you. But, but sheep love feeding time. They'll be there every time the doors open on a regular basis. And uh, 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 they'll bring their Bibles and so forth with them. Uh, and actually, they'll enjoy the, listen to me, they'll enjoy the Word of God so much that the shepherd has to monitor them so they don't bloat from overeating. That's how much they love the Word of God. That, that, you know, uh, you have to monitor them. I know you get real sheep. They'll sit there till they'll sit there for hours and hours and just feed on the word of God. And so you have to monitor them sometimes so they don't bloat from overeating. You know what I mean by that? And also real sheep love to have their wool cut. They love to have their wool cut. Now, what I mean by that is they love to give of themselves to the work of God. But I heard one pastor many years ago make this statement and he said that he was a sheep shearer. And what he meant by that, he said that, that when people come, he said, I don't know how long I'm going to have them. So I'm going to I'm going to shear their their wool and get as much money out of them as I can. 
Now, he didn't last too long. I noticed his church went on for a while, but it closed up. God's not going to endorse that kind of a thing. You understand that? But real sheep love to have their wool cut. What I mean by that, they love to give of themselves to the work of God. Not just financially, but in volunteering their time and effort and prayer. Now, notice here in John, the 10th chapter in the fourth verse, notice and when he brings out his own sheep. Now, notice this. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Now, this is very important. If you're a sheep, this is very important what I just read here. They will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. But of course, in verse 4, he said that, that, that the shepherd, the real shepherd, brings out his own sheep and goes before him, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. So what can we learn from this? If you're really a sheep of God's pasture, if you're really a sheep in the sheepfold, you're going to be cooperative and submitted to godly authority. You're going to be submitted to the, to, the, to the vision that God has given me from the Lord. That doesn't mean you just follow blindly and do whatever I say. But if, if, if you know something is, it doesn't violate the Holy Scripture and you feel God's given it to me, you know, then, then you ought to be willing to, to follow that, you see. If it violates Scripture, then it wouldn't come from God in the first place. But real sheep are cooperative and submitted to godly authority. We'll see that with goats, that's not the case. But they're submitted to their pastor, to their godly pastor. Um, listen to this. Real sheep know the pastor and will listen to and follow him as he follows Christ. See, that's the key. You're to follow me as I follow Christ. Ultimately, we're all following Christ. They get Real sheep get behind the vision of the pastor that he has from God and they'll back him in it. And by the way, if you're taking notes, this is real good here now. Uh, uh, real sheep will have one pastor and one sheepfold that they attend. Real sheep will have one pastor and one sheepfold that they attend. Now, I've watched this over the many years. I've watched people, they'll, they'll go to this. They'll, they'll actually have them two or three churches that they go to. And, and, and I've had them tell me already. They, they've said, Pastor Terry, we go to your church and another church. And I never say anything to them because that's their business, you know. I might, I might, in a message like this, bring it across, but you know, uh, uh, I don't want to uh, 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 dictate over people, you know. And I've learned this in pastor in almost 27 years. People are going to do what they're going to do anyway. But uh, so I try to warn them uh, uh, lovingly as I can. But uh, but you'll have you should have one pastor. And one local church that you attend. I've watched in almost 27 years of doing this. I've watched people that have multiple churches. They are not stable spiritually. They're not stable spiritually. You know, two, you go to start going to two churches, you'll get two visions going on on the inside of you. And you know, there's an old saying, two visions equal division. So you got to be watchful of that. You need to seek the Lord and find the sheepfold he wants you in. And you need to be there regularly, have one sheepfold and one pastor. Now, that does not mean that you wouldn't visit other places. There's nothing wrong with visiting other places. Nothing wrong with that. But but ultimately, you'd, you'd have one sheepfold and one 
pastor. I remember many years ago, uh, there was a, a certain larger church in the area, had a special guest minister come in, and uh, he's going to be there for uh, uh, two weeks every night. And, uh, and, and some of the people of our church came, not the sheep, but some of the goats we had came and said, Pastor, you need to close down your Wednesday services. We all want to, you know, we, we, not all the people in the church, but some of us want to go over there. And I said, well, be led, go wherever you, you think you need to go. But, but I, now, now if that minister had been, a, been someone that I had peace with, I would have, I would have closed down and, and went over there myself. But I didn't. And now all these years come and go. And that guy has put a lot of people on the spiritual junk heap, you know. But I remember one lady came in one night and uh, uh, not a sheep, but a goat. She attended, you know, we'll talk about goats next week. And she was doing the overhead projector. How many remembers the overhead projectors? And you got to hand it to her. At least she showed up. At least she showed up, you know. But uh, she did the overhead projector after the overhead project after the worship was over. She did the overhead projector. She hit the door. I mean, she ran, she literally ran out that back door. And I thought, my gosh, what happened? So I next day I called her on the phone. Well, actually, I think it was later that night. I called her on the phone because I wanted to be sure she was all right. She said, oh, no, I'm fine. I just had to get out and go up and hear that other preacher preach. Folks, let me just tell you, that's despicable. I, I wouldn't do that to my pastor. And I told the people, I said, hey, go to that other church, you know, go to that other church Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, but come, Saturday night, but come hear what your pastor has to say on Wednesday night. Now, what's wrong with that? See, and, 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 and you know what we had back there then? We had the sheep. You know who showed up on Wednesday night? The sheep. But the goats, they went up over that other, to that other place, see. And, and, and then all these years come and go, and many of them are on the spiritual junk heap. You know, and, and, and that pastor, that preacher, not pastor, but that preacher has put many on the spiritual junk heap. No, you need to have one pastor. You need to be dedicated to that one church. You understand what I'm saying? And you need, uh, and I tell you this, uh, I'll tell you this. I, 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 I've watched this over the years. I've had people come in here and, 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 and I'll preach the word, teach the word. But they, they couldn't tell you what. Now, these aren't sheep. Now, these are goats and uh, you know, that do this. But 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 they'll always know what prophet so and so on television said. Prophet so-and-so on television said this. Prophet so-and-so on television said that. Prophet so-and-so on YouTube said that. And they'll listen to prophet so-and-so more than they'll listen to their pastor. See, those people aren't sheep. Those people are goats. We'll see that next week. Nothing wrong with listening to different ones. And I'll say this. You should listen to more people than just me. You should have other ministers that you listen to. I'll be the first one to tell you that. You shouldn't just be listening to me. You ought to listen to other ministers, good ministers. There's a lot of good, good ones out there. But I tell you what, you can, you can have too many voices going on in your life. And particularly you start listening to some of these Quack, what I call quacks, I tell you, you'll get all messed up. I'm thinking of numerous people over the years that listen to all these different so-called prophets and quacks, you know, quack, Q-U-A-C-K-S, quacks. I don't know if I spelled that right, but you understand. And, and, and they just get so all messed up and none of them are really spiritually stable. 
And, and, and it's sad. So listen to other people, but you ought to primarily be hooked into your pastor, whoever that is. Because your pastor, listen to me, your pastor will have the word that you need to hear on any given occasion. I've had multitudes of people after services, they'll leave and they'll walk out and say, Pastor, how did you know I needed to hear that message today? It's because I'm your pastor and I heard from God that week and I preached the word of God that you needed to hear that week. Can you say Amen. See, if I'm never preaching anything that you really needed to hear, then I doubt whether I'm your, I'll tell you for sure, I'm not your pastor. If I've never preached anything that you needed to hear right at a certain time, you know, then I'm not your pastor. And by the way, your pastor will have the word that God has for you, not your friend's pastor. You know, a lot of people go to church because they're just because their friend goes to a church. A lot of people will go to church because their family member goes to a church. You know, your pastor is going to have the word you need to hear, not your friend's pastor, or your mom's pastor, or your dad's pastor, or your daughter's pastor, or your son's pastor, your pastor. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Boy, this will help a lot of people if they listen to it. And uh, I remember this certain lady. She said, uh, she, she didn't say this to me. I heard this story. She said, she said, she said to her pastor, she said, Pastor, I give 50% of my tithe to you and I give 50 to your church and 50% to tell this televangelist. And he never said anything. He's okay. And he was there for her all the time, all the time, helped her, helped her, you know, brought her groceries, just did everything he could for her, was there for her in the midnight hour. And, 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 uh, she said again and again to him, I give 50% of my tithe to your church and I give 50% of my tithe to this televangelist. And he asked her one time, do you know the televangelist? No. Has he ever been there for you when you've needed? No. So one night, about midnight, she had a problem. She needed to go to the hospital. And, and she calls him on the phone, her pastor, and says, I need you to take me to the hospital. So he gets out of bed and he goes over there, he gets dressed, goes over there, gets this lady and drives her halfway to the hospital. Stops, pulls over to the side of the road and says, now get out. She said, what are you talking about? He said, well, he said, I took you half of the way to the hospital. Now have that televangelist take you the other half, you see. <laughs> now, I don't think that's a true story. I don't think that really happened, but it illustrates a point, doesn't it? Nothing wrong with giving to the televangelist. You ought to have more people you give to, more ministers you give to besides some at church. You ought to. But your tithe and offering, I've said this for years, ought to go into the local church, you know. And then give tithes and offerings out beyond that as the Lord leads and directs. Anyway, let me finish this up here. So, so, um, uh, uh, so, so, uh, real sheep won't leave when strangers call. Real sheep won't leave their sheepfold when they're lured by others to go to other churches. Nothing wrong with visiting, but they won't be lured out to other churches. I'll say this, uh, sheep are wise as serpents and harmless as doves. You know you ought to have, you know I've watched this over the years, sometimes sinners are, are wiser than Christians. You ought to be wiser than the sinners, is that right? You ought to be, you ought to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And then a sheep, a real sheep, listen to this, typically will not leave the shepherd, now, now, now listen to this, I'll close with this. Typically, a, sh a good sheep will not leave the shepherd Unless he goes astray and or allows the sheepfold to go astray. When sheep have to leave the sheepfold and go to another church, it is typically because they have no other choice. I've watched that over the years, you know, in different, different places. And, and, and uh, I've even had them, some of them come here. And they've said to me, they've said, Pastor Terry, we just that that place over there. It's just gone. It's gone. It's just it's just gone astray. It's just gone. And, and I mean scripturally, I mean 
it, it was a mess. And I've known some things about some, some different things over the years and what was going on. And, and people just can't exist in, in, in an environment where the pastor just lets things, uh, you know, uh, get unhinged and get out of line with the word of God. And, and I know one case where a pastor got over into this armor bearer stuff, you know, and, and, the, and basically he was making, uh, uh, people in the church serve him and, and it, it just got, it got out of whack, you know. Sometimes people have to leave. Those kinds of things. I know when that laughing, I believe that move of laughing was a, I believe that was ordained of God to start, but I think it got out of whack and, and it got way out, got unhinged. And sometimes, you know, some folks that had to get out of churches where all they're going to do is laugh all the time and made to be, feel like they're substandard because they're not laughing like a hyena all the time. Well, if that's going on all the time, well, then I've known some folks that had to get out of those, those things, but, but, and they were good sheep. They had no choice. They had to go, you know. But let me say this, when sheep are directed by God uh, uh, to leave somewhere, they have to go. Let me tell you this, and then we'll close. They will not draw others with them. They won't draw others with them, unlike goats. Goats, when they leave, they'll say, hey, and we'll talk about this next week. You need to come, you need to come over here where we are. See, when goats leave a church, they'll draw people with them most of the time. Not, not, not all the time. But most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, sometimes they don't. But here's one other thing that I want you to think about and think about this real good and hard. When a, when a true sheep has to leave a church, they will communicate properly with the pastor and are the leadership before they leave. Now, I can't tell you over the years how many times I've watched people do this real sheep. When they leave a church, they'll leave the right way. And uh, uh, I, in fact, I had one guy come to me one time. He said, uh, Pastor, he said, uh, he said, this church I go to, you know, it's a big, large church. And he said, I, I, I need to leave it. I, I feel the Lord wants me to leave it. And I'm going to be going to another church. How do I communicate? I said, do you know the pastor personally? He said, no. I said, uh, do you know the assistant pastor personally? No. And we got on down. He said, well, I work in the usher department. I know the head of the ushers. I said, well, then you need to communicate. He said, I'd write the pastor a letter, but he probably wouldn't even get it. You know, it's a large church. I said, well, communicate on the level that you're attached on. So I said, communicate with the head of the ushers, you know, let him know that you're leaving, you know. But uh, but I've watched this over the years. When you leave a church, you need to, the Lord directs you to leave or whatever. You need to, and sheep will, sheep will do this. They'll, they'll leave in the right way, but goats, goats won't. Goats won't. And, and here's what I mean by this. I can't tell you how many times over the years people have caught me, not sheep. Sheep won't do this. Goats. And they'll catch you right before the service and they'll say, uh, Pastor, this is going to be my last Sunday. Now, you know, how does that make me feel before I get up to teach the Bible? I said, how does that make me feel right before? I mean, you know, if they're going to tell me, tell me, but don't tell me then. Remember on Jaws? Remember how many remembers Jaws? Remember that? And they had that shark hanging up. It was a shark, but not the shark, not the one that ate all those people. And remember the, they wanted to cut that shark open. Remember the mayor said, this is not the time or the place to do an autopsy on a fish, right? Well, sometimes, you know, you got to realize there's a time and a place to tell your pastor you're leaving. And right before he gets up to preach, 10 minutes before he gets up to preach is not the way to do it. I've had people, uh, many of them, they come, this is our last Sunday. Well, you know, if you're going to tell me that, don't tell me then. Do you understand? And then I've had others, some just leave. They just leave. You know, they're just, they're just gone. They're, they, you don't ever see them again. You know, you call them up, they won't even respond to you. 
You call them up and check on them, they won't, they've been here for decades. And they are, are, you know, 5, 10, 20 years, and they just leave. And they, you check up on them, you know, and they won't, they won't respond. Or if they do respond, they're cold as eyes. And then others, probably the, the biggest one of all, now sheep won't do this, but goats will do it. They'll, they'll, they'll give you the note or send you the letter in the mail. That's how goats leave. And I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, if, now listen to me and I'll, I'll stop. If you can't look your pastor in the eye, assuming he's a good, wonderful man of God that has done you no harm, if you can't look him in the eye and lovingly tell him, sit down with him, particularly if you've had a relationship with him. Now, if you haven't, then that's different. In a big church, you might not. But in a smaller setting, if you've had a relationship with a pastor and you've, you've spent time with him, you've talked with him, and, 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 and you're going to leave that church, if you're a true sheep, a true godly sheep, you will sit down and look that man in the eye and talk to him. And if you're leaving in the right way, in the right spirit, that's how you'll do it. But goats won't do that. They'll either won't say anything or they'll say, ah, this is our last Sunday, or they'll give you a note or a letter. Absolutely the truth. So don't be a goat. Be a sheep. And I'm going to tell you next week, the, uh, the, 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 the sheep, the, the, the sheep's bah and the goat's butt. And they're always butting the pastor and they always get their butt in the way of what God wants to do. So we'll say more about this next week. Did you get anything out of this today? Well, I hope it helped you. I hope it helped anybody that was watching. Hey, if you're not a sheep of the, of the Lord's uh, sheepfold, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to encourage you, cry out to the Lord. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. And that fast, you can become a sheep of his pasture. And, and what does that mean? You'll become saved. You'll become a Christian. And you'll miss hell. You'll make heaven. And he'll make your worth, life worth living in the meantime. Hey, thanks for joining us today. And we'll pick this up next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.